Welcome to the 20th edition of Newswrap. This is what we have in store for you in this week's bulletin. Up to 40% of elected leaders may be wash wash dealers. Cooking gas expected to rise after government increases tax. Mobile money records a 16% rise. And Kenyan NAS wins global prestigious award. My name is Rodney Moses. Interior Cabinet Secretary Fred Matiangi has warned that politicians linked to money laundering activities could be elected to parliament in the forthcoming general election. This could happen if institutions tasked with prosecuting suspects do not act fast and if a lax in financial regulations continues. Addressing the second national conference on criminal justice reforms in Navasha, the CS told the forum of stakeholders that weak regulations on the source of campaign funds was a major threat to the credibility of the election. I am suggesting, and, and it's a fact, that we will end up with up to 40% of holders of elective office being uh, very well known and established uh, wash wash dealers, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. Because those are the ones who are uh, hiring crowds and hiring people from one end of the country to another end. And in some constituencies, the people we are profiling or we are investigating or the people on Mr. Kinoti's radar are the leading candidates in, in, in some constituencies and in some areas. The meeting was attended by Chief Justice Martha Komi, Director of Public Prosecutions Nudin Haji, Inspector General of Police Hilary Mutiambai, NCAC GSM Wilkobia, and DCI Post George Kinoti, among others. A former moderator working for Facebook owner Meta Platforms has filed a lawsuit against Meta. The petition also filed against Meta's local outsourcing company Summersource alleged that, work, that workers moderating Facebook posts in Kenya have been subjected to unreasonable working conditions including irregular pay, inadequate mental health support, union busting and violations of their privacy and dignity. The lawsuit seeks financial compensation, an order that has source moderators have mental health care and pay skill as meta employees, that unionization rights be protected, and an independent human rights audit of the office. Some are declined to comment before seeing the lawsuit, but has previously rejected claims that its employees were paid unfairly, that the recruitment process was opaque, or that its mental health benefits were inadequate. According to the petitioner, Meta and Sama created a dangerous and degrading environment where workers were not given the same protections as employees in other countries. The petitioner tried to form a union to advocate for the company's roughly 200 workers in Nairobi but was fired soon after, which he and his lawyers say was because of the unionization attempt. Globally, thousands of moderators review social media posts that could depict violence, nudity, racism or other offensive content. Many work for third-party contractors rather than tech companies. Meta has already faced scrutiny over content moderators' working conditions. Mombasa High Court has directed the national government to disclose the multi-billion standard gauge value contract details. This is after petitioners Kelif Khalifa, the chairperson of Muslims for Human Rights and Wanjiro Kikonyo moved to court to compel the government to make the contract details public. High Court Judge John Matifu ruled that the government had failed to make a decision, hence that can be considered 
a refusal of the request. He said the mere request for information held by a public body obliges the public officer to produce it or justify withholding it. In the petition, Khalifa Ngikonyu argued that the SGR project was undertaken with a lot of controversy and secrecy. They, st they stated that they understand from limited public information on the project that financing of the SGR was largely obtained through a consensual and commercial loan by the China Exit Bank. The deal said that the key contracts related to aspects of the project remain secret and legal procurement procedures were routinely disregarded. Staying in the courts, Consumer Federations of Kenya, COFEC, has filed a petition to stop expressway toll fees for the Nairobi expressway users. COFEC has accused the Transport Minister James Macharia of failing to conduct public participation as required by law before publishing the base toll rates in December, which he later updated in April ahead of the planned opening of the highway this weekend. The lobby has said that the toll rates pose huge economic implications to Kenyans and as such, the introduction without public consultation would amount to illegality and it's unconstitutional. Motorists are expected to pay between 120 shillings and 1,800 shillings in toll charges depending on the size of the vehicle and the distance covered. The High Court has certified the petition as urgent and directed that papers be served to the Transport and Infrastructure Secretary within three days. Aluminum gas shortage is expected to hit the country in the coming days after the government raised taxes on imported LPG by more than 38,000 shillings. This has seen trucks bringing in the LPG being denied entry from Tanzania until they pay new taxes which the traders say they received no notice of. According to the importers, Kenya Revenue Authority imposed the tax without giving them any notice, increasing the levies from 70,000 Kenya shillings per ton of LPG to 108,000 shillings per ton of LPG. According to the independent gas dealers, should KRA impose the new taxes, they will also be forced to push the hike to consumers. The high cost of living has swallowed an estimated 28,393 from Kenyans' personal incomes in 2021. New data from the 2022 economic survey shows real average earnings which represent the effects of inflationary pressure on workers' earnings fell by an average 3.8%. The hit translates to about 23,666 Kenya shillings per month across the year. Real average earnings across both the public and private sector fell to 718,800 Kenya shillings or 59,900 per month from 747,193 Kenya shillings or 62,266 Kenya shillings monthly in 2020. In the private sector, workers in the agricultural subsector saw so 19,539 wiped off payslips as employees in manufacturing lost 20,183. Meanwhile, workers in finance and insurance, which post of highest wages, lost 87,433 or an equivalent of 7,286 per month. Workers in county governments, however, defy the decline trend to post 8,986 in wages for the year or 748 shillings per month.
Kenyan farms have been selected among the top 100 global farms that have a significant impact on business and society in this year's World Economic Forum Technology Pioneers. The farms Pula Advisors, Sandy and Access Afia were selected as the most promising tech pioneers 2022 for tackling issues on sustainability, climate change and good healthcare. Pula Advisors, a Kenyan agricultural insurance startup, was featured for its innovation and impact in using technology to provide agriculture insurance to smallholder farmers in emerging markets. Sandy, a logistics company, was featured for its role in building fulfillment infrastructure for e-commerce and consumer brands, while Access Afia was recognized for offering high-quality healthcare. The selection criteria for the pioneers considered innovation, leadership, and relevance to the global organization's platforms. Selected companies will participate in World Economic Forum activities, events, and panel discussions throughout the year and will also be part of the forum's initiatives aiming to address key industry and societal issues over the next two years. Only five African farms were featured on the list, the other farms being in Rwanda and Okra in Nigeria. And a Kenyan nurse, Anna Kabale Duba, has been awarded the first Astor Guardian Global Nursing Award and $250,000 US dollars. Anna Duba, who hails from Marsabit County, was fitted for her efforts in advocating for gender equality, championing for girls' education rights, and campaigning against harmful cultural practices such as FGM and early childhood marriages in her community. She was shortlisted from more than 24,000 applications from over 180 countries for the award and selected by an eminent grand jury from among the 10 finalists who had been shortlisted from the initial pool of 24,000 nominee nurses worldwide. The event took place in Dubai on International Nurses Day to celebrate nurses for their extraordinary contribution worldwide. The Astra Guardian International Nursing Award was founded in 2021 to acknowledge the resolute and selfless humanitarian care extended by nurses worldwide. Health Cabinet Secretary Mutahe Kagwe has since congratulated nurse Anna Dubai, terming the win as an inspiration for the country in its efforts to build a strong public health system. Google has announced an additional 30,100 Google Cloud training opportunities for aspiring and professional developers in Africa. The program to be implemented in partnership with Andela and Plural Sites is aimed at increasing the number of certified software developers in Africa. The announcement coincides with the global Google I.O. event, an annual developer conference where Google will be sharing more about Africa's booming developers ecosystem. In 2021, 10,000 Google developers scholarships were dispersed across Africa to beginners and 5,000 professional developers spread across Android and mobile web development tracks. Successful applicants will get access to carefully curated content on Android and on Android apps development to prepare them for associate engineering level certification and access to a pan-African network of peer learning groups and community mentors to assist them on their journey. Prospective applicants have been urged to apply for the scholarship before 31st May 2022. And finally, United Arab Emirates President Sheikh Khalif bin Zayed Al Nahyan has died at the age of 73. 
Asit Agency broke news on Friday. However, no cause of death was disclosed. Sheikh Khalifa became the United Emirates head of state after the death of his father in 2004 and held an array of weighty titles serving as the country's president, the Prince of Abu Dhabi, the Emirates of its capital city and the head of its armed forces, investment, fund and petroleum council. His public appearances grew increasingly rare after his stroke in 2014, leaving his young half-brother Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nahyan, the Crown Prince of Abu Dhabi, to act as an interim head of state Abu Dhabi, while the Vice President Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, ruler of Dubai, will act as interim president of the UAE. The Ministry of Presidential Affairs has declared 40 days of mourning with flag half-mast from Friday and work suspended in the public and private sector for the first three days. Thank you for always choosing Newswrap for your weekly updates. From us here at Newswrap, we thank you so much. That is all we had for you this week. Join us next week for more updates. My name is Rodney Moses and this is Newswrap.